2: 18 plus.
1: Cleverly for sharing up! The And
3: the foe all the way!
1: He's got it! He is the king of North, North London! Tottenham lead in Milan! Lennon 4-4! That is schoolboy's
4: own stuff.
2: Hello guys and welcome back to The Last Word on Spurs. As you should know by now, you can follow the show across a variety of different platforms. We are on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. You can also find us on Facebook and also not forgetting Instagram. On this edition of The Last Word on Spurs, we'll be looking back at yet another 2-2 draw away from home. This time to Rochdale in the FA Cup. We'll be taking a host of questions for tonight's panel... And looking ahead briefly to Crystal Palace. So, without further ado, let's introduce the bumper panel talking to us through the next hour. First up, as always, I've got Jason McGovern. Jason, how are you? You well?
1: Um, I wouldn't say well, <laughs> but uh let's, let's just get on with it, mate. Joining Jason
2: tonight, back on the show, we've got Zoe Pearson. Zoe, how are you?
3: Yeah, fine. Thanks. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for having me back on.
2: No pleasure, pleasure as always, Zoe. And also joining Jason and Zoe tonight, we've got Chris Sleg, BBC journalist and huge Spurs fan.
0: Chris, how are you? You well? Good. Good to be back. A bit deflating to to come in on the on the show on the back of you know that, that last minute goal that's mm. given us a game that we could really do without. But at least we're still in the FA Cup, eh? Hey?
2: Yeah. Most importantly, still in the FA Cup. And finally, last but certainly not least, we've got the founder of Raw Talent and BBC Apprentice winner Lee McQueen back on the show. Lee, how are you?
4: Very well, Ricky. Thanks. Very well. I actually, I actually think um, it's it's lovely to be Spurs fan today because we're giving all these uh, lower league clubs uh, opportunities to play at Wembley. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're gifting it out. Lee, we're one of those clubs now that we seem to be giving them the um, where the FA were giving more kind of more money to kind of improve the stadium, the maintenance. We're doing it for free for them. So how can they complain?
4: That's it, right? That's it. That's what I
2: think. Yeah, very true. i tell you what, it's only right. Let's start with you, Chris. You was down there at Rochdale on Sunday. I mean, like you said, never ideal to be taken to yet another replay by lower league opposition in the FA Cup. However, Mm. would you say, Chris, if this is the part of the journey on to winning it, then so be it. I mean, plenty of players coming back now from injury needing games, so hopefully it will improve their fitness for the second time around.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I would, I'd love to see Tottenham win the FA Cup. I'm, I'm, I'm of a generation where it's such an important trophy, still, and we are still in it. And yeah, you know, it's, it's so frustrating that we've needed replays against Newport and that we need a replay against Rochdale. But that so often it happens. You know, you, you think of it last year. Okay, Arsenal went on and, and won the cup. They, they, they played two non-league, uh, two non-league teams on on the road to Wembley. You, you, you gotta go go to places that you're not familiar with going to and. I Actually, there was a lot of anger at half-time yesterday, I sensed, in, in inside the stadium in the concourse. Um, but I I felt that, that Pochettino got it right with his team selection. I have to say, I don't think that was in any way a disrespectful uh, starting team to put out. I don't think they were fired up enough. Um, I don't think some of the players out there performed anywhere near good enough in, in the first half. But I was really impressed with the way we we did so much to turn things around. After half time, and you know, it looked like we'd done enough and that we'd got through, and just switched off right at the end again. And as someone who loves the FA Cup, taking out of the fact that that, that it's annoying as a Spurs fan, I loved seeing what it meant to to the fans of Rochdale, being in, inside that packed stadium, uh, seeing you know people just unable to hide all of their their joy for what it meant for their club. Only the third time they've ever been in in the fifth round. I could even even as a Spurs fan take something from that. I really do love what, what the FA. Cup cup does to give people you know it's like us we raised our game against juventus and and rochdale have raised their game against us you can't believe really that they're, they're rock bottom of of league one where they were capable of doing some of that and you obviously the new, new pitch probably helped them as well but um yeah r- really frustrating that we've got a game that we could do without but uh i i wasn't as, as down as as some of the people were were yesterday i think a lot of the anger was kind of understandable at halftime but maybe the second half performance Uh, dissipated some of that
2: yeah I mean bringing you in Lee listen as Chris has said there I mean you've got to say fair play to (laughs) Rochdale I mean a few of that Spurs are the likes of the Wanyamas the Winks, the Adavirils they look like they could all do with another game what did you make of the overall game itself Lee? Uh,
4: I I, I totally agree I totally agree with what you just said I think them three in particular Mm -hmm. um, Sondheim played well at all, Um, you know, he missed a couple of chances. But then for him in particular, definitely could do with another game. So it might be a blessing in disguise because they're getting back to to match fitness. But again, it's the magic of the cup. And I know it's, you know, Jason's probably rolling his eyes when I'm saying this because I'm agreeing (laughs) with Chris a little bit. But look, I know we're Spurs fans, so emotionally we're attached to Tottenham. But it is the FA Cup. You've got to go away. You know, it would have been a travesty, for example, when the pitch was was so bad. There was rumours about it being switched to Wembley and all that sort of stuff. For me, that's that's wrong. It is a leveler, and it and it makes everybody. Um, you know, that's that's what we want to see in the FA Cup, and I think that you know, teams. I mean, they played. You know, give Rochdale credit. They were they were brilliant on that yesterday. They mm-hmm. played really really well. And like Chris just said, rock bottom, I think they're eleven points adrift at the bottom of League One. It's incredible, really. Having said that, we were awful. Um, you know, to to come out lacklustre, almost like we just feel like we've got to turn up. You know, most of the time for me. When Spurs against Newport as well in in, in the in, in the first game, um, we just we just and I think it was last season as well, wasn't it against um, uh, AFC Wimbledon when we we, we conceded three against them, didn't we? Or Wickham, yeah, Wickham, in Wickham, the Wickham game, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Wickham. Sorry, Wickham, yeah, sorry, yeah. You know, and so for, so for me, it's an attitude. It, there's, there's, you can't substitute, that and that's what annoys me. It, all the media come out with and say Spurs have got to win a trophy. The boss comes out, Potts comes out, we, we, we want to win stuff. Kane comes out, we want, the players want to win stuff. But this is a prime target for us to win something. Like quiz, like I'd love it if we won the FA Cup. Don't want to sound like Keegan. But you know, I'd <laughs> love it if we win the FA Cup. Yet they come out with a lackluster attitude and, and you know, their behaviour was, oh yeah, we're going to roll this team over. And it's just not good enough. So for, for me, that was what was disappointing about it.
2: Mm, I mean, Jace, bringing you in, Jamie Gross asked the question Did Potts show a lack of respect to Rochdale, changing the entire 11 and plan 11 players who haven't had much game time recently? Um, could it have been out of the cup with that team selection? Jace, let's get your thoughts on that one.
1: Well, I can understand why he suggests that. But um, I thought he showed Rochdale plenty of respect. He filled mm. it aside with 10 full internationals. Mm with 304 caps between them, nine of which had started a Champions League game this season. Four of those, possibly up to five of them, apparently should have started the game against Juventus. <laughs> and, and two of them, we should be paying them absolutely whatever they want. So, you know, I don't know how much respect, more respect, you can play to Rochdale. And I mean, in fairness, I'd look at it and say the most important people he shows respect to is, is the players that belong to our football club. And if 11 players aren't playing... They need to play. Then he has to respect that by playing them in games against Rochdale. Otherwise, they're never going to play, are they? Yeah. When, when, do, when do we get players? Key players like Wanyama, and Toby, and Rose, and Lucas Mora, and players like that. When do we suggest we play them if we don't play them against Rochdale? Because they're not good enough to play a Premier League game at the moment. They've got to play against <laughs> Rochdale.
3: Mm. They've
1: absolutely got to play against Rochdale to get game time. And I'd field exactly the same eleven except for Lucas Mora in the in the in the replay.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was the first time that Spurs did make those 11 changes since September 26th in Gillingham. I mean, Zoe, let me bring you in. A little bit of a concern, Zoe, is that we seem to have led for just five minutes in the last five away matches and all of them have in a draw. I mean, Zoe, give me your thoughts on that and also your general perspective of the game itself.
3: Um, I mean, the, when I was preparing for this pod, you know, I was watching the game back and, you know, I was preparing for all scenarios in that game, you know, <laughs> the, preparing for a loss preparing for to talk about a draw with you and then eventually, you know, talking about a win. And, you know, on the balance of play of the whole game, Rochdale obviously deserved something from it. They were brilliant. They turned up against us and, you know, played their football their way. And it was ultimately a disappointing result When you, in the grand scheme of things. You know, you would hope that the second string, if you can call it a second string side, because as Jace just rightly said, it was full of... A lot of quality, you know, there, isn't it? There? A lot of mm. that you would hope we could could go to Rochdale and and ultimately bring a result back to us and we could go through to the next round. But obviously it it wasn't to be. Um, but I just think you know it's it's like Jay said. When when on earth do we play these 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 players? The mm. the Toby Adams. They they need minutes. Yeah. They need minutes on the pitch. And I agree with what I think was what Lee said. It could be a blessing in disguise. This this second chance to come to, to Wembley and front of a home crowd and, you know, really get behind the lads again. And I think I would feel exactly the same 11, exactly the same really? 11 again. They, they need the minutes. They, they need to be able to, to form a, you know, get a form on their side in order to break into the first 11 because at the moment it, it picks itself.
1: Mm. It's very true. I take mm. the point that people will say, you know, when you, when you just throw 11 together that you won't get a cohesive performance and there'll be no understanding. I accept all of that. But we we didn't need to go to Rochdale and win 5-0 in a second leg. Mm-hmm. We had to go to Rochdale, a team bottom of League One, and produce one more moment of quality over 90 minutes than they did. And if it was a really ugly, scrappy, awful 1-0 win, that's all we needed to do. Just win the game like that. So, you know, the fact you throw 11 full internationals, or 10 full internationals together, you should be capable of going to a league one side and doing that whatever team you pick
3: yeah we were a couple minutes away from winning the tie we were a couple of minutes away from winning it it was just that the last minute exactly. goal that we, exactly.
1: we mm. should have won the tie yeah
2: yeah i mean chris have you got any thoughts on that what i said about that stat i mean in terms of leading for just five minutes in their last five away matches and they've all you know ended in draws is that a concern for the team it's of that lack of concentration at times towards the end of the games yeah. of course
0: well, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is kind of different. It's a very, very different team at, at Rochdale, so it, yeah, of course, it's yeah. kind of hard to hard to say that there's a theme that, that runs throughout the the same starting eleven. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a problem even before um, even before Pochettino arrived. We I, I remember we had a few games where we weren't switched on right at the start. You know. Um, the game where we were, a terrible game when we lost six 0 at Man City. I think mm. that was under AVB, yeah. wasn't it? So traditionally, I know a lot of the players. A lot of the players have changed since then. But it's been something in recent years where we've not been really alert from the from the very start of the game to the end. And I, I, I think obviously Pochettino has improved us in so many so many different areas. But what, what frustrates me that Juventus game clearly. You know the the first ten minutes. I, I don't know how we can be. So professional in those games against Man U and against Arsenal, and, and to the extent you know three quarters of the game against Liverpool. But we do still seem to have these these periods of a game where we're not we're not fully on it. And, and right at the end yesterday, that's that's cost us because yeah, we we did enough. I I wouldn't argue with his 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 starting lineup. I, I think it made sense to not start Kane. I know people, a lot of people think. We could have started it and we could have won the game in the, inside the first twenty minutes, half an hour, and then had a chance to take him off. And, mm. But I, I think I think I actually think the logic of what he did yesterday made perfect sense to me. But I, I also agree with what, with what one of the the panel said earlier. I think it does filter through to the players these days in a Premier League era um, that the FA Cup doesn't mean as much to them because quite quite clearly the attitude of some of the players in that first half they they weren't. Playing that game in, or approaching that game in, in the same <coughs> way that they would have approached a Premier League or a Champions what? League game, and it, it, it took it took half time to, whatever was said at half time, I don't know, and, and you could even see it when Harry Kane came on, it was kind of like, oh, well, this is serious now, we get it, and everyone raised their game when when the main man came on, it's kind of like, oh, oh, yeah, this is actually this actually does mean a lot to our <laughs> club now,
4: um, yeah, that, that's, how he a, that's
0: how it looks to at me,
4: that's Attitude, isn't it? I just think yeah. if, I, if I could come in on that. Yeah, go for it, Lee. Right. Yeah, please do. Chris, Chris makes a, a point that I was kind of talking about earlier, you know, it, being an attitude thing. You know, when Ken comes on the pitch, he, he wants to win everything. His attitude is unbelievable. He wants to be there. He wants to win every game. And and it's like, you know, Danny Rose, for example, all of a sudden he switched on. He's like, oh, right, I sh- I sh- exactly what you just said. I'll start playing yeah. there, shall I? And, mm, and then he, yeah. actually, he actually started to have a really good game in, you know, probably from 60, 65 minutes or whatever it was. You Know there's one big worry for me, and, and again, I agree with all of you what you said about you know the start of 11. I wouldn't have changed it, but my worry is Lorente and not necessarily him himself. He scored 15 goals in the Premier League last year for Swansea, and the reason why that was, in my opinion, is because Swansea played to his strengths when he plays in our team in our kind of plan B or. B team or second 11 or whatever you want to call it obviously he's playing second fiddle to Kane that must be very difficult to do in the first instance but when he comes on a pitch we don't adapt our play to suit Levente. we play the same way so there was instances against Rochdale yesterday whereby Levente's playing he's up, he's up front he wins he won when we did go long which is seldom we didn't really do it that often but mm. when we did go long he won every single ball in the air like little flick-ons you want to have runners in uh, going past him that sort of stuff we didn't play that way. We played out from the back, the normal way that we play. And I know we've got a belief, and I and I like that belief. But when you've got different personnel on a team, I don't know, panel. What do you think? Do, do, do you don't? Well, think let's we
2: bring you. Be, I mean, let's bring a, you in, Let's ask Jace about Fernando Lorente. I mean, he led the line fairly well in that first half. Jace set up both of Son's chances, but missed a good opportunity of his own, and, and then offered little after the break. How did you see Lorente's performance, Jace?
1: He's got a point. We don't always play that way, but I mean, you know, we, the the two normal suspects were the. Well, it seems to be uh, the, the focal point of all the anger yesterday. But Lorente, I'm not saying did it anywhere near enough yesterday. But but Lee's right. The, the chances that we got all came from flick on from him. That the one that Sonny has that he's off from is put through by Lorente. It's yeah. Lorente's hold up play that gives the ball to to the other target of all the abuse. is and then it's excellent ball into <laughs> Lucas Mora and we score from it. But but you know th- those two will. Can't do a thing right. Yes, absolutely. Lorente messed up his chance, but you know, didn't Harry Kane mess up two chances against Arsenal? I, I don't know any striker that's got hundred percent scoring rate from every single chance they get. sonny who's been, been in great, great goal scoring form, he goes through one on one, hits it straight at a goalkeeper.
4: Mm. Yeah, I, I was just I was just going to say, like with that Llorente, piece, The point I was making, I think, you know, as you guys picked up, on, I'm not having a go at Llorente. What I'm having, no, 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 is, right. like, He's... is, He's he's got a confidence issue because he don't play. And it goes back to the point that Zoe made and Jace made earlier. When else are you going to play these players unless it's against Watchdown and the FA Cup? Mm. Because they have to play. The strikers have to play. He plays him week in, week out. Last year at Swansea, scores 15 Premier League goals. That's not a coincidence, is it? But he's never going to get in the team in front of Kane unless you play them together. So when else can you actually play the guy? And then when you do play him, make sure you adapt your play to suit Llorente, because then he'd be he'd be more effective.
2: Yeah, I mean, let me bring you in, Zoe. MC Lucky asked a question. I don't want to blame any player specifically, either Sissoko or Lorente, but should we blame our poor form against lower league teams just on complacency? Is that how you see it, Zoe, from your yeah. end?
3: Um, I mean, I mean, there's there's obviously an argument for for complacency. Uh, certainly, maybe, like you guys are saying, an attitude. Where you feel like we could just turn up to some of these games and you know roll these teams over, but you know I think I think there's more to it than that. I think it's 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 partly you know a, a, it comes mainly from Pochettino's um, philosophy of of trusting every single player in that mm-hmm. squad because we aren't we aren't a, a team of eleven, we're a team of you know twenty four twenty five players. Yeah, and you know it, it stems from Poch's trust in them and, and and putting them you know in front of. Remember, this is live on TV. These, these, these players haven't played for, you know, some of them for a long, long time. And there's going to be a level of, of of complacency about it. But, uh, you know, I it's a hard one to call because you, you look at some of the, 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 the games we did against the, the big teams this season and we just absolutely steamrolled a lot of them. mm and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's an attitude thing or whether it's just not being up for the games. But we'll we'll see. I think that I think that'll that'll be answered properly in in the replay at Wembley. Yeah. And if we get the result there at Wembley and you know move on to the next round, I think that'll be answered there and then.
2: Yeah. That's the most important thing, getting through to that next round. I mean, let's just remind yeah. listeners out there in terms of the team selection, the changes. I mean, Mora did make his full Tottenham for debut. As Spurs did, as we discussed, make the 11 changes. Alderfield, Rose, Winx, Wanyama all returning to the side, along with Sonny. Um, and, Jason, you made that point, you know, 11 changes, still had 10 internationals on that field. I mean, it does show in itself, coming over to you, Chris, you know, the strength and depth in this team.
0: And Lucas Mora, you know... So impressed with what we've seen from him. I, I I actually didn't think he'd have played as much as this uh, you know, Pochettino seemed very guarded when we signed him. But I, I, I didn't think he'd have been given as many opportunities as he's got so far. But people were already, you know, just impressed with that little cameo at the yeah. end of the event because mm. because he approached you know, because the body language looked right, he looked so up right. He's obviously chomping at the bit to play because he's played so little. And, you know, the Spurs fans were right behind him yesterday from the very start of that game. He was, you know, in the first half really the only player who, who looked to be Performing to his best, great to see him get a goal oh, on his full debut you know took it so well because that's that's an opportunity that you, you know when, when you've really just not played much all season, you could easily hit that straight into the keeper or you know, sky over the bar. he, he took it so well and, and got us right back into that game and yeah I, I think you know every everyone really yesterday who 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 started you wouldn't be surprised to see them starting a premier League game other, other than obviously vorman Foyth and, you know, lorente they're not going to start unless there's an injury. We, 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 I don't know about Lucas yet, whether Lucas Moore is really going to be someone who's going to start Premier League games or whether that's more for, for next season. But he's certainly done himself uh, plenty of favours in his, his first couple of weeks here. Oh, I did. Um, but, yeah, everyone else in that in, in that team is, you know, a quality player. And I just think the attitude wasn't right because of the way the players do look at look at the FA Cup now. You know, we've just played... Man U, Liverpool, Arsenal, Juventus, and they're not going to be as fired up, unfortunately, for for going and playing Rochdale. Um, maybe that's kind of in a way natural. You know, I'm not I'm not a professional footballer, but in all of our careers, you know, it's, there's probably days when you're going to be more motivated. It's it's a shame because as a as a fan, I want to see that team up for winning every single game. Course, and as yeah. I say, the FA Cup means a lot a lot more to People of my age, perhaps, and some of these players who have grown up in a in a Champions League era, where the Champions League understandably means everything to them. Um, but yeah, no, you know, we have we have we've certainly strengthened in, in this win by bringing in Lucas Moura. He's clearly going to add to us, and I think next season it's going to prove to be a, a great signing.
2: Yeah, I mean, bring over to the Lee, about Lucas Moura. I mean, it's fair to say that first half. Every time we touch the ball, the Spurs fans are raising the roof in support of him. Lee, isn't it great to finally see a winger in a Spurs shirt that runs at players, beats a man, and has a bit of an end product?
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm smiling because I think <laughs> we'll we'll love that type of player. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he seems to have kind of a almost a low center of gravity again. He can, you know, he can take people on. Um, his touch is great. Always wanted to get forward. There mm. was a business about him that that kind of just made him. You know, you thought something was going to happen when you got the ball, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and, mm. and, 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 and like Chris said, even that cameo against uh, Juve um, in, in the week, you kind of got that sense. I, I actually do think that he's going to end up starting games. And it's it's players like that. And now Lamella coming back to, 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 to something that we know he's capable of. It's them sorts of players that we need against, um, you know, the, the the Burnleys at home and the, and the, and the West Hams and the Swanseys. You know, the, the points that we've dropped at home this year... Um, that have turned, were draws that that should have been essentially wins. It's them sorts of players that potentially can unlock the defences. Look, look at Rochdale yesterday. We needed him. Yeah, we, we, you, know, we, we mm. you know, what was he? I, I don't know when he scored, but was it 58, 60th minute or something? But, you know, when you know, and we hadn't, we hadn't got in 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 front of them to have a, a clear goal scoring opportunity like that for a while, and and he took his chance brilliantly.
2: Yeah, I mean, Jay, it on to you. I mean, Lucas Moore alone directly involved in 18 goals in his last 20 starts in all competitions for both PSG. And Spurs now. What did you make of his contribution, Jace, Overall,
1: it was was excellent. He was by far the the best player on the pitch. Mm. I loved the the way he ran at players. But the two things I noticed about him yesterday, he seemed to win more balls in the air than Toby Alderweireld did all day. <laughs> which, very true. Which, which seems astonishing. He really did. And and then there was the other part. I really enjoyed was he got fouled on the the near side in the first half. Got absolutely flattened. But rather than just sitting there rolling around on the floor, he instantly tried to get up and then got flattened a second time. But, you know, to see a, a foreign player come into the league, not try and roll around, didn't get up, try and wave the imaginary yellow card, I think that said everything about his attitude. He just wanted to get on with the game. And, and you know, that, that's the type of quality I want to see from from players. and I want to see them writhing around the floor when they're not hurt. Mm. And so it was just, I just enjoyed that. And I, we know he's going to be running at people well, we know he's got pace and all those things. You expect that. You hope that. But some of the other things, as I say, the winning the ball in the air, I think he won four headers yeah. in the air in midfield. Yeah, I certainly wasn't expecting that to happen, that's for sure.
2: No, no. Really, really impressive. And Zoe, let's get your thoughts on Lucas Moura. I mean, I've got to to you, Zoe, he reminded me a lot of Aaron Lennon with the ability to get fans off their seat. But crucial of all, Zoe, he might just have a bit more of an end product than Azza ever had for us.
3: He looks exciting, doesn't he? Mm, he looks disgusting. really exciting to watch. Uh, and I always, um, I was looking at the, his performance against uh, Rochdale, and I, all I could compare him is to the, the last couple of wingers that we bought in in the last few transfer windows, and that was NG and Nkudo. And <laughs> he looked chalk and cheese, didn't he? he, did, he did. Compared to mm. them, he really did. Um, brilliant for him to get his first goal. You know, that's the good little confidence builder that he would need. You know, I agree with what you're saying that out of all the players on the pick against Rochdale, I thought he would be the one that could potentially, you know, push for a, a starting team in place. But, you know, oh, he's exciting. He's dynamic. He was 25 million quid. I mean, that's says, that says everything you need to know, really, about about the sort of player he is and how well we were in the market and how, how brilliant it was that we managed to bring him in at that price because he looks a really, really good player.
1: In the talk about complacency, he's perhaps the one person that you thought might have been more complacent than yeah. anyone else because yeah, it was true. totally new to him. Yeah. The others all know what they're expecting. Most totally of them were involved agree. at Noonpool. Yeah. Yep. And yet he's a kid that he must have turned up in that changing room and thought, where the hell am I? And yet he goes <laughs> and produces a performance like that. God, was mind you, scheduling.
4: he has been, been playing League Earth for a while, don't you? Think? Most, <laughs> most
3: of the changing rooms are probably like that. That's true. Uh, that's a fair point. Um, this
2: is it going to be a? It's going to be an interesting one. I'm going to at least thoughts on this in a second, but I've got a couple of Chris first. Um, soko um Chris. I mean, I put out a tweet yesterday, and I instantly regretted putting it out there after I. It was out there for a couple of minutes. I said he deserves some credit for finding L- Lucas Moura, that through ball. Do we give any credit whatsoever to Mouta Sokko? Because I've got to say it, Chris, I think if that was Ali, if that was Ericsson, Lamella play that through ball, they'd get the credit. Does Mouta deserve some for that ball through
0: to Lucas? Yeah, Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I would certainly say so. Yeah, I, I wouldn't <laughs> understand why there would be a, a criticism of that suggestion. If we did really well in, in that moment. Yeah, a great way to set up Lucas Mora. And, um again a player that i I've, I've i've failed to understand why he was getting why why he had so much involvement um earlier in the season when he he kind of seemed untouchable mm. for uh, for a walk mm. while and i I couldn't understand that and i still can't fathom that but i would never <laughs> doubt that he's actually been trying his best you know he's not he's not he's not been lazy he's not been shirking um I, I i've not understood why he was so involved for, for that long period of time there didn't seem to be any way of him not starting a game or he never seemed to be taken off, no, no matter how bad thing, things were looking. Obviously, that's changed a bit over the recent weeks. But I, I, he's one player who's, I wouldn't question his attitude. I just think he looks, usually he looks a notch below the other kind of, the players we would suggest to be our like first choice in yeah, He looks like the weakness, when, doesn't when, he, in terms of the when, squad. When he's, yeah, mm. when, when he's in it, he, he looks just a notch below the rest. But no, I thought, I thought he did really well in that goal yesterday.
2: This is a jovial one for you. Sam Clements asked the question Why does Sissoko and Lorente exist? What do, you, what do you make of that question?
1: Well, I, I think that's
4: a bit hard. Oh yeah. I mean, didn't, didn't Lorente win the World Cup? Well. I don't know. Um, but look, come back to Sissoko. I mean, mm. you know, you, you guys know what, what I feel about Sissoko. I mean, we Chris do. is very polite um, as to why, why he's been anywhere near the team in the first office. <laughs> I have no idea why he's in the team. I will give him credit, though. You heard it here first. There you go. Um, I did think he played well yesterday. Um, I think, you know, I think Jason made the point on Twitter, I think, earlier today, there was uh, some some um, players in that squad, in that team yesterday, that were far, far below where M- Moussa Sissoko's level was. Um, and, and I think he, he did play relatively well. You know, I don't think it is an attitude thing with, with, with Sissoko. I think what it is, is that he doesn't know where to play. Like, he... And I think that's the problem with us as fans. We don't know what he is. Is he an attacking midfielder? Mm. Is he a winger? Is he is he a, 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 a wide on the? Is he right of a three? Is he left of a three? Is he a holding midfielder? But what actually is he? We don't know. I don't think. I don't think they know. That, that, to, to answer Chris's kind of uh, question about well, Chris, you said about you know I'm not quite sure why he was there. I, I think it was something to do with maybe Poch giving him that opportunity. Remember Earlier we were talking about when are these players going to play if they don't play against Watchdown down the FA Cup mm. whereas well, with mm-hmm. Soka I think it's a kind of a we need to give you a run of games to see yeah, what you can do because, yeah. because he, he has had high levels you know in, year, yeah. in the Euros last year he played really really well he, he was very good in, in that central midfield and he did play ironically brilliantly against us didn't he Newcastle mm-hmm. he did before when, oh, they all, all played good against
2: that. us the ones that we signed
4: that's why we buy Yeah. <laughs>
2: exactly but,
4: but I think, so I think, I think I don't know. I think I think it's maybe something to say. Look, we need to give this guy a run of games to get his confidence up to to cement him. And unfortunately, it hasn't it hasn't worked out that way because, as you guys just said, he is a level lower than 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 essentially what we need. And you know, for for me, it's because he doesn't know. Not him. Maybe he does know, but it, it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit in our team. He just doesn't. doesn't do anything. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't power forward like you thought that he was going to do when we bought him for thirty million quid. You know he doesn't get the ball and excite people like like we were just talking about Lucas. Mm. He gets on the ball and all of a sudden you thinking, oh, something's going to happen. You no, know, he doesn't put in amazing challenges and you know and and, and back up the defence. He just doesn't doesn't really do anything.
2: No, uh, it's a very it's a very hard one to disagree on with that one. It really really is. Jace, I want to ask you, Deli Ali. He's been getting a lot of stick this season, as you all know, and as a lot of us know on this panel, and for diving. Please correct me, Jason. If you think I'm wrong, but I mean the one against Rochdale on the Sunday. I mean, it, it didn't like clear contact, and therefore a definite penalty. Am I going crazy, Jace?
1: No, you're not. It's <laughs> I, I don't even know why it's a discussion point. It's it's a <laughs> it's a stone wall nailed on blatant penalty that the TV shows, the commentator shows, the pundits show, Gary Lineker shows. The Rochdale manager admits it's a penalty. The Rochdale bloke who brought him down admits it's a penalty but somebody thinks he's a dive because it's Deli Alli. I mean, I, I don't know if he has to be decapitated before people <laughs> see something. I mean, perhaps that's what needs to happen. I mean, he has himself to blame for, uh, for the, a lot of it because yeah. he has dived. He mm. has exaggerated. Yes. So mm. some of the criticism of him, and when he's gone down like that, we've all been here and, and admitted that it was a stupid thing to do. But yesterday is as clear a penalty as you'll ever get. And I think if, if that's any other player of any other club, those fans of that club demand that's a penalty. So why, why shouldn't it be for Delhi Alley? Simple as that. Just nailed on penalty, mate, all day long.
2: Mm, I mean, so I want to bring it round to you. The words of the manager after the game the Rochdale manager, Keith Hall. He said, I've seen it. I've not seen it again, but I'm led to believe that Delhi is looking for it. We get too involved in controversy. I won't hold it against him. And if he does it for England in the summer at the World Cup, I'll certainly be supporting him if he goes down. Zoe, what did you make of that incident when you first saw it? Do you think, as well as Jace, nailed on penalty?
3: Yeah, I thought it was a nailed on penalty straight away. As soon as I saw it and he, he went down. I, I agree with what Jace said, that he obviously doesn't help himself in, in the manner mm. that he, uh, he does go to ground very easily at times. Um, but it's like you say, you know, you can't argue with a stonewall penalty. Mm. Um, I think a lot of it comes from you know, Twitter and social media has reared its ugly head again after, you know, any sort of result like that or any sort of decision like that, you know, and it's going to hark back to games where certain fans of certain clubs feel unjustified because certain decisions haven't gone, gone their way. And <clears> so Liverpool,
2: sorry, more... <laughs> sorry.
3: <laughs> I was trying to be diplomatic there. Really. <laughs> sorry, apologies. <laughs> No, but it's, it's it's true. It's true. But, you know, what are mm. we, two weeks, two and a half weeks now? And they're still and going we're on, Still,
2: like, seen, still moaning. We're still
3: yeah. Oh, God. but it's not unexpected. That's the way social media is these days. Is. You know, you're, you're not going to please all the people all of the time, and especially if they're rival fans, because they're going to, you know, shout and scream from the rooftops if they feel there's an unjust, injustice there. But you look at the decision and ultimately he made the right call and it was a penalty and that at the time that should have been enough to see us through to the, the the next round
1: i think you know if if you take every other club in the premier league we could all name players now that in the last 12 months have gone down under penalties be it Eden Hazard be it Marcus Rashford we saw Liverpool do it with one of their idols Gerrard did it for year after year after year i mean Firmino did it last week
4: penalties <laughs> in the coat of a season
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Firmino did it last week and Salah did it the week before against West Brom. I mm. mean, come on.
2: Yeah, well, I've got. Uh, listen, Chris, what about... Let me bring you in, Chris. I mean, you work BBC, journalist. I mean, is it a media witch hunt? Chris, what is it? What do you put it down to at the moment with Spurs? And it just seems that like we seem to be the talk of everyone in terms of diving at the moment. And I think Chelsea and Liverpool, you know, have mm. dived more than Spurs in terms of cards awarded to them. What do you put it down to, Chris?
0: I, 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 I wouldn't think there's any deliberate media witch hunt personally i I, I don't think that's the case Mm. um this incident at the ground yesterday when it happened blatant penalty i thought blatant penalty when you when i got home i watched it on telly blatant penalty no doubt about it what you obviously see on telly that you don't see at a ground is a slow motion replay now when you watch a slow motion replay it often looks exaggerated and i think deli ali probably did exaggerate it a bit But like we've just said Pretty much any Premier League player is professional enough to make sure when they are fouled, the referee is going to notice it. And they make sure that the referee is going to notice it because they're professional enough to do that. Now, there was an incident recently, wasn't there, a West Brom match. I can't remember who it was. But he was blatantly fouled. He didn't, Exaggerate at all, and the ref didn't uh, give I think
2: Jay Rodriguez. the penalty. I think Jay Rodriguez. I think Rodriguez.
0: but I don't think there's. I don't. I wouldn't say personally there's a media which, I'm, but Delhi Ali has been booked three times for diving, hasn't he, over the last two or two and a half seasons? Mm. And I think in that time, only one other player has. I think it might be Zaha, who's also also been booked three times for diving. Right. Um. So he's got he's got a reputation, unfortunately, and that means. And I would probably say most most three occasions he did dive. Um, I'm even saying that as a Spurs fan, so therefore fans of other clubs, rival fans are going to jump on him whenever he goes down for a legitimate penalty Like yesterday because he he has fostered this reputation for himself and he's also unfortunate enough to be a highly talented young English player and we have a kind of thing in our nation where unfortunately unless you support that team other people want to get on his back for yeah, anything like that he does. It's like the Jack Wilshere so
4: thing, isn't it? It's like the it's yeah. like, like Jack Wilshere thing, isn't it? If, you know, <laughs> we, don't, we don't like Jack Wilshere because we're Spurs fans and, you know, Dele exactly. Alley to us. Yeah. Do you see what I mean?
1: I mean,
0: you look at it yesterday. I mean, I saw, I was reading Twitter on the way back. Someone had tweeted Lineker who was obviously presenting match of the day saying, oh, you guys didn't even mention that. If that had been Liverpool or Arsenal, I I'm just plucking the names of clubs out. I don't remember, don't remember what clubs they said. You'd have been going on about that dive. And Lineker quite <laughs> rightly replied saying, I did ask the pundits. He's got a reputation for diving. Do you think that was a dive? And both Genus and Shearer said, no way was that a dive. So, mm. you know, the question was asked. Those very professional pundits who, you know, I don't, I don't for, for one reason think, one minute think they're going to, you know, just give an answer for the hell of it. They, they're, they're professional enough and they're, yeah, you know, Gina's particularly very good pundit gave their honest opinions that that was not a dive. So I don't think there is a, a media witch hunt. I think there is, perhaps in some quarters of the media, because Delhi Alley is, is is a good story. You know, in in, in some parts of the media where you, you depend on depend on you know selling papers etc., you have to come up with good stories. Different in the industry I work with in the BBC it is a lot easier to be neutral and, and tell things as they are because of the way that the BBC is funded. So you know, there are parts of the media that will go looking for the story and might, might have a, you know, talk about clickbait uh, in a social media age might have a reason to, to whip up a storm and, and target yeah. a player. But I, I don't personally see that there's a, a witch hunt against Ali myself. Uh, I think he has been guilty of some dives in the past, but he, he certainly wasn't yesterday. That was, that was obviously a penalty.
1: Before the penalty, I think it was about five minutes before that, he got a ball near the byline and drove into the box and he, went, he confronted the Rochdale defender faced him up the Rochdale defender stuck his leg out he could have easily gone over the bloke's leg if he'd have wanted to at that point hmm. but I think he stayed on his feet and the keeper saved it but there, there was a stray leg for him to go over which had he gone over that you could say well there you go there's a dive but he actually chose to stay on his feet then
4: it Be a bit controversial here I actually think it was a dive
1: do you? Really?
4: No, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun after all this. Leave it out, But, boy. Lee, I've got,
2: Lee, Lee, I've got <laughs> to ask, you know, Lee, are we in a situation where is this going to tarnish Spurs as a whole moving forward in terms of is there going to be a time where, you know, at the moment we are getting the penalties, the likes of Liverpool, I mean, like we've seen it at the weekend, but do you worry long term, Lee, that this kind of reputation at Spurs seems to be getting at the moment, but as you said, definite penalty on Sunday is it a concerning yeah. long term that this might come back to haunt us at some point down the line, where we a may not get bit. a decision that we are deservedly awarding off?
4: I think I think um, you know it's a bit of a cliche, isn't it, that uh, you know results they balance themselves out. You know, uh, yeah, a, yeah. you know a bad decision here and a good decision there. I think the only thing it would do is if it comes back to haunt us is if we get a penalty when he's actually dived when it when it shouldn't have been a penalty. We, we haven't actually had one of them. When when he's dived, he's he's been booked, as Chris White said, three times for it. And when we've been given the penalties, they've been penalties. So, you know, the only way it will come back and haunt us, if you like, is if, um, you know, if if we've had a penalty um, when we shouldn't have had one and then maybe it balances itself out. Look, We had this a few years ago with Gareth Bale as well, when when he came on the scene, he's a brilliant player. People couldn't catch him, they started kicking him. Pep's been talking about it from a Man City point of view as well, players being kicked and that sort of stuff. You know, and Deli alley does get kicked. Harry Kane does get kicked. I mean, he has been... Um, uh, Kane's now been accused of diving and whatever because of, you know, of this, the, the states of he, he's at. Um, it, it might well do, Rick, to be honest, come back and, and, and bite us a little bit. But the reality is, if you dive, you deserve it. You know, if if you don't dive and it is a penalty, then you deserve to get the penalty. So that's that's where I stand on the matter, really. You yeah. shouldn't dive, basically. If you're diving, you shouldn't dive. But yeah. There's no way in... in, in uh, on any plan, in any vision, that yesterday was a dive. Was not a chance. It was a blatant penalty.
3: I was just thinking to myself here, and um, you know, if you go back a couple of seasons, that we went the whole season at one point where we didn't even get awarded a penalty. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember, I, remember, true. True. I remember the outcry even back then of, you know, be smart. Be smart in the box. I'm in no way condoning diving. I think it's wrong. I think it's spoiled what is, you know, Beautiful game the fairness of, mm. of our game. Mm. But. You know, at the same time, you know, we, we I always look back at that period and I think, you know, be smart about it. Be smart in the box. And, you know, I don't understand I don't understand where this reputation of, of cane diving has come from. I no, don't, no, I don't no. understand mm. it at all and the whole to dare is to dive rival fans on on Twitter and, and oh, I I think it's just it's just silly. it's it's schoolboy and it's and it's playground antics and it's this is, let's just take ridiculous. it as a
4: compliment. It, yeah, it, uh, it, it, look, we should just to say it really everybody,
2: everybody hates us, and we're loving it.
4: Well, no, rusty, not necessarily that, but but take it as a compliment that everybody is is wanting us to, um, you know, to not do so well because they know that we we've got a team, mm. we've got a brilliant team together, we've got a brilliant manager, we've got an unbelievable stadium coming. Mm. You know, th- this is unbelievable times to be a Tottenham Hotspur fan, and and people know that. You know, these these Klopp lovers at Liverpool and. You know, uh, you know, Arsenal can't even get in the top top six, let alone top, top four at the moment. <laughs> and, you know, it's good times for us. So, you know, they're, they're worried. They're worried. So let's take it as a compliment.
2: Yeah, I mean, Jase, come around to you, Harry Kane and a goal for him on his of appearance sees him draw level with Alan Gilzean on 133 goals for us. It's funny, Gilzean made 439 appearances for his 133 goals. I mean, it's incredible, isn't it, Jase? Just just the, the, the quickness Kane has done this in already.
1: Yeah, we, we've said it week in, week out about Harry. I don't know what there's new to, to say about him. I, I kind of wish he'd put his penalty dad in the middle yesterday rather than putting it in the corner. I wanted him to take exactly the same one that he missed at Liverpool. But yeah. uh, no, you know, cometh the hour, cometh the man yet again. And he, he absolutely buried it, didn't he? And and Lee's right. When As soon as he came on the pitch, he kind of filled a whole lift you feel the lift from everyone in the stadium, don't you? And, and I mean, Chris will know it more than anyone. Those Rochdale fans in the stadium yesterday, they couldn't wait for him to come on the pitch either. Yeah. No, it, it's true. I mean, uh, again, as
0: at Newport, getting the chance to see, you know, one of the, the greatest players in world football at the moment, um, the place was absolutely rocking in the last last 20 minutes. Um, just just everything about yesterday. In the end, as I say, there was so there was so much... Anger and disappointment among some Spurs fans, understandably so at half time But I think the way that we performed so much better in the second half, and and it's quite hard to begrudge. You know, it, it would be different if we'd lost two one in the last minute. But you know, it's quite hard to begrudge a club like that when you're you're inside the stadium and you see what it means to everyone. The fact mm, that we yeah. have a second chance mm-hmm. and that we should, you know, we should it should be it should hopefully be like the AFC Wimbledon game and the uh, the Newport replay. I hope. I hope I'm not you know jinxing it there, but. <laughs> You'd like to think it's going careful, to be a Chris, awful careful, Chris. Careful, lot more. <laughs> it's <is>
4: Spurs. <first. laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris, can I just quickly ask? Obviously, you were there yesterday. Um, how, on the telly, I don't know if you guys thought this as well, but the Spurs crowd, our away fans, were absolutely superb. They were singing. You could couldn't hear any, he out. On yeah. I don't know if it's because they had a microphone just near our fans or something.
1: <laughs> how, how many was actually
4: there yesterday? I, I don't know how many were there, but the
0: atmosphere was brilliant. It was great. And I think yeah. I think Lucas Moura starting had, had something to do with that. You know, and he was on the outside of the pitch to start with. Everyone was yeah, just desperate was, yeah. to, to see what he could do and kind of G him on to a good performance. I think, you know, the Ryan Mason chants were there right from the start. That was lovely to hear. Um, I didn't realise, but I, when when Kane got the goal, he shouted into the camera, didn't he? Um, uh, Danny Rose. Danny, Danny Rose. Danny, Danny yeah, Rose. That was was a bit, that was yeah, class from Danny um, Rose. And, and yeah, I think you know a lot of a lot of Spurs fans were, were making their feelings known like, for for Ryan Mason, and I think that kind of helped as well. The atmosphere was because I went to the Newport game as well, and I have yeah. to say the atmosphere was so much better at at, um, at Rochdale. And then again, maybe one thing that might have added to it is Newport was completely open ended.
3: So the it the
0: acoustics. So that ends. Mm. You know, there was no kind of acoustics. There was yesterday. We were undercover in a very small ground. That that might have helped. And yeah, perhaps the positioning of the the TV microphones. I don't know why, but where they were. But maybe that did help pick it up on TV yeah. as well. But no. But it was. It, was it, it sounded amazing. Yeah, it was. It was great. Yeah. It really was. Yeah.
2: Jace, I want to ask you something now. Um, Aldo Viral, Now, I did tweet up out yesterday, and I stick by what I said. I mean, many berated Pochettino last week. In that period, where we were playing Juventus for Dimi, now that we were not fit enough to travel to Italy for the game. On the basis of that game on Sunday, Jay, does that maybe show why we need to have a bit more trust in Pochettino's decision making? And maybe we shouldn't always jump to conclusions about players that we feel are fit, but the manager knows much more and watches them on a daily basis.
1: Well, as you say, a manager watches them on a daily basis, so uh, it absolutely justifies his decisions and thinking. I mean, Toby was really, really poor yesterday, and. And it reminded me of Gary Doherty at times. It was just, <laughs> Good
2: lord! I've you know, never watched it, uh, that de- comparison in my life. Well, oh, Gary so Doherty yeah, to Toby
3: Oliveira.
2: No. I mean, Poor he's Toby. defending.
1: He's defending yesterday for for both goals. Was <laughs> so was defending that he Gary would do- never, do- ever, ever seen Toby do. He got caught so deep for the first goal. He then doesn't go to the man who's got the ball, but he stays deep and plays the other one offside. On side. you think. Do something, Toby. work something out in your mind, and then a really poor header across the face of his own goal for the second goal. Mm. And that's exactly why he didn't play against Arsenal or Juventus. And this is a player that, at the moment, everyone wants to, to, to pay him exactly what he wants, whatever he asks for. So, you know, he's got to perform a lot better than that. We all know Toby doesn't perform like that too often. But on the day, let's be fair about it, he was bloody awful.
2: But Jase, you putting it down to just basically not having a regular run of games, or is there anything more sinister to that, in your opinion?
1: No, 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 no. I don't think he he goes out there and thinks they're not giving me a new contract, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play like Gary Doherty. I think it's just you know <laughs> the fact mean, that he he hasn't so played for, for four Gary Doherty. <laughs> no, it's just he hasn't played Very for four
2: months. Way, he's, he's short of it. <laughs> semi-final, we did score Gary
4: Doherty. The, le- score. the
2: legend, the ginger Pele, the ginger Pele. I
4: hundred percent agree. With with what you just said, Toby Alderweireld, even Gary Doherty, uh, you know, And I, and I and I said this last time on the podcast when we were talking about Jan Vertonghen. I think Toby Oliver, Toby uh, Alderweireld is the best centre back in the Premier League, and I still stand by that. He's in his prime. Just tweeted it uh, uh, to to Alistair. Uh, we were talking about this uh, on Twitter a minute ago, but no, um, just you know, just, um, you know he, uh, he's in his prime. We need to re-sign him. They're not they're not in a hurry to to do to do the contract because we've got uh, we've got an option for until twenty twenty. But he needs game time and absolutely justified. If he'd, if, if he'd have played, played against Higuain, um, he'd have got turned inside out if he'd have played like that.
2: Mm. Well, we're done. Yeah, you can't I mean, argue that. I mean, Zoe, for you, like we've just said, is it more just about game time than anything else concerning about yeah, his contract?
3: Nothing, I, don't think he, I don't think it goes that, that far. Right. I think you have to remember it had the seriousness of the injury that Toby sustained and obviously the length length of time he was out. You know, it's going to take him a while to warm up and get back into into playing the, at the level that he was because it was such a high level and having such a serious injury and, you know, recoveries from injuries, they take their toll mentally as well as physically. Mm. And, you know, I, I think there's that whole side of it as well. I, again, you know, um, he was almost surrounded by players that also were coming back from injury. The likes of Harry Winks, for example. He did look his best at all, yes. No, as, he didn't
2: foot uh, for the first goal, really, yeah. He
3: really mm-hmm. didn't, and he, he was, and that's, and that's unlike him. And, and obviously, you know, he he tried his hardest to, you know, right the wrong and, 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 and sort of try and turn things around. But they just, fitness-wise, he just wasn't there. And that's why I think Winksy was hauled off when Yama didn't look um, his imposing best either. So I think in terms of... The underlying thing of Alderweireld, I, I don't think the contract contributed to his performance, but, but certainly um, in terms of an, another fixture coming up, as much as we probably didn't need another set of fixtures. When we had that little collection of fi- fixtures before a few weeks back, I mean, we, we came out of that pretty well. And everyone said that, you know, it would take its toll on us. And hopefully we can use this as a as a positive and get Toby the, the minutes that he needs on the pitch in order to bring him back to that level, so that he can be included in the bigger games like Juventus, and you know, and be the Toby that he that we know he is, and that he's been for the last couple of months. Because that wasn't the Toby that I saw on no. Sunday. That. Really wasn't.
2: No, I think it's not the we've all seen. To be honest, when he's at his best, Zoe. I mean, Chris. Let me ask you. Questioning from Chris Lawton. This is about Foyf. He said he thinks he had a solid game. Very calm and composed. What's your thoughts on his performance, Chris? You was up close and personal watching him. What did you make of it?
0: Yeah, yeah, and I thought he was really good at Newport as well. Really impressed by what I've seen with him. And like you say, you know, these are the games where you've got to give him a chance Of course. he clearly, yeah, much, yeah. he clearly has potential. You know, the thing everyone questions is he, he doesn't look anywhere near tall enough does he or, or have, he doesn't seem enough, to have the physical physical the presence <laughs> to be to be in a position where he's he's clearly his future appears to lie so that's the one concern you might have in you know in the, in the Premier League going forward but I'm yeah, really impressed with what I've seen of him at, at Newport and, and and again yesterday he's a ball player isn't he he's a ball, yeah, ball
3: player yeah he is
2: very true 20 years old, Lee, as well. Very, very young. And he won all his aerial drills, I think, Lee, by a couple. I mean, done very, very well here, didn't he?
4: Yeah, I think he did. I think there was one point I remember when he really brought the, the, um, you know, uh, the ball out from the back and he, he thought, oh, there's a little bit of space opening up. And he kind of dropped it a little bit and put a bit of speed on. And he, he went through a couple of players. He, there was flashes of, of, of some really good stuff there. Like you say, you know, I think people need to understand as well, you know, we talk about team and squad. We've got the youngest team in the Premier League. I know mm. we're talking FA Cup now, but it's yeah. still the youngest team in the Premier League, right? Yeah. So we've got a fantastic future, hopefully.
2: Fingers crossed. Jace, I don't want to start another witch hunt. I know I've discussed if there is a media witch hunt this evening on Tottenham, but <laughs> the Football Association apparently, this is what the, a lot of the papers are running with, they're prepared to reject any potential appeals to have the FA Cup semi finals moved from Wembley Stadium due to growing concerns over Tottenham gaining a perceived advantage. I mean, Jace, firstly at the start of the season, it was a curse. Then we couldn't get a result there. Now they're talking, you know, as if we, they're going to move it or they, they they won't move it. I mean, isn't that crazy itself, some of the stuff out there at the moment?
1: Oh, it's just, it is ridiculous. As they said, you know, everyone said at the start of the season, not just Spurs fans. Oh, they've got no chance this year. They're playing at Wembley. Well, yeah. Now they want us to move it for Wembley because Wembley's an advantage. It's, it's crazy. Joke. Just a joke.
2: Chris, let me get your thoughts on that. I mean, I'd have the BBC have, are reporting that as well. I mean, I think the Times were and the Daily Mail were about you know yeah, concerns I, I to, over I've, the advance. I've
0: only I've only seen it in the Times today. Good point. I, I, I've not checked the. Uh, I don't know if it's on the BBC website. I've, I've not been working today, but I, I saw it on the back of the Times. Really surprised by that story. It doesn't make much sense to no, me because
3: yeah.
0: e- even in the story itself, it says you know that would have been discussed at a Premier League board meeting when Tottenham got the go-ahead to, yeah. to move to Wembley. There's no way that Chelsea would kick up a fuss, because they're probably going to have to move into Wembley for three seasons, probably going to face the same situation. So you're thinking, what, a Man City saying, well, if we play Tottenham, we'd, we'd want it to be at Old Trafford? Because that's the only thing, that's the only other stadium you could really envisage playing it. You know, the Emirates is 30,000 seats smaller than Wembley isn't it whereas Old Trafford's about 14,000 mm. smaller so a uh, 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 man you man city really uh, 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 that, the story uh, it seems a strange one to me uh, and I can't think that there is any way that because by that by that scenario then you should move the final with Tottenham got there because yeah. Tottenham would have a, mm. you know obviously the FA are never going to move the FA Cup final away from Wembley so really why should they move the semi final away it's the same argument isn't it i don't i don't see any chance of that happening and i can't imagine really who these who these clubs are that would be kicking up a fuss because um it's not going to be like a home game we're not going to have you know it's going to be a 50-50 split on the crowd yes we've got a bit of an advantage in that we've been playing games there regularly but you know for clubs of that stature you, you visit when we quite regularly themselves don't they really in, in cup finals and Community shields, etc. It, it's a very strange story. I don't. I don't think there's much in that myself. I can't really see that, that there's any any chance that if Tottenham were in the FA Cup semi-final, they would play anywhere else. Because the only place I really think they could do uh, would be Old Trafford. And then if you're playing Man United, well, obviously they're not going to hold it there either, so no. very strange one, really strange one. Very boy.
2: strange one, let's hope there's nothing in it anyway, I mean Lee, back to the point you were saying, I think some do need to get a bit of perspective I mean Chris was saying that there was some kind of anger amongst Spurs fans yesterday, I mean it is worth remembering we are still, you know, we haven't lost in 14 games since December the 16th we're four points off second in the league in a strong position in the Champions League against let's not forget, you know, Champions League finalists for the last two seasons, and now 90 minutes away from a quarter final in the FA Cup with a fully fit squad coming, I mean Lee so much to be positive about isn't there
4: still as a Tottenham fan? Yeah, oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. I mean, oh. we were just talking about the Wembley factor there yeah. and we were all worried, weren't we? Let's be honest. We yeah. were all worried when we was moving into Wembley. Unbeaten season last year at White Hart Lane. You know, you couldn't, couldn't give it a better send-off and we're thinking, oh, you know, what's going on? You no, know, it's, it's ended up transpired that we've only lost one Premier League game, ironically, against Chelsea, but up, um, yeah. in, in, in uh, at Wembley and, and two, if you count the uh, Carabao Cup don't talk about that too much no. but against West Ham. But the reality is it's, it has become a little bit of a fortress for us, Wembley. Um, and, we, yeah, we are unbeaten since we that defeat to, to Manchester City. I think the only worry, I don't, I don't want to be negative because I'm Mr Positive anyway, but the only negative or the only, the only worry for me is you mentioned it right at the beginning of the show when mm. you talked about kind of 2-2 two, two draw, another 2-2 two, two draw. You know, that's kind of, I think it's five away games now without a win. And, and Chris, you talked about, you know, the way that we start in games. You know, we, we started badly against. Uh, I mean, brilliantly against Manchester United, of course, but then badly against Liverpool, badly against Juventus. Um, we didn't start brilliantly again in the Newport game, or the Rochdale game as well, um, and all the Southampton game as well. Going back there, so th- there is some stuff to work on. And Poch, I don't know if you've all read Poch's book, but Poch it talks about in his book that he can, he recognises within the first kind of seven seconds or ten seconds, whatever it is, of how we're going to play or how, if we're going to win the game or not. And that can only be as an attitude, if you're going to be on the front foot um, or, or not. And I think that we need to make sure that we're coming up against a run of games now, mm. Juve aside, we don't play a top, a top, top team outside of Juve with respect to our opponents, of course, until April the 1st, which is when we play Chelsea. So other than that, we have got a run of games where actually this yeah, season... They're winnable, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they are winnable, but mm. then they're the ones that we've kind of struggled against. We play Hallersfield at home, Palace away, Newcastle at home. Obviously, the Watchdale replay. You know, there's some some, t- there's some games in there that you just think, "Wow, you know, we're, we're going to go and win these games." But they're the ones that kind of, if we think we're going to roll them over, like Watchdale, for example, that's when we come unstuck. So we've got to get that attitude right to come out. You know, I always say it to the lads. We always, when we go into the games, how we're going to start. If we start on fire like we did against that's men- what it Manchester should be. United, yeah, that's what we've got to do. If yeah. we do that. We get in front early, we end up blowing teams away. It's when we struggle, we haven't scored the first 20, 25 minutes or so, and then they go in front. We couldn't break down Southampton when we beat them at home 5 2, but we couldn't beat them away because they scored first. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, S- no. similar situation with Swansea. Si- situation, even with you know, Crystal Palace, I know we beat them at home, but they battered us that day. It and wasn't it edgy for game, wasn't it? Uh, Gaza. Mm-hmm was it? Do you know what I mean? We, we could have been two or three
2: down. We <laughs> could have been. Well, listen, let's talk about Crystal Palace. Let's bring them into the mix. Jace. I mean, like Lee said, these games are winnable, but let's be honest, Palace are fighting for their lives. I mean, they're 15th in the league at the moment. They've won six, nine draws and 12 defeats this season. They're winless in four. What kind of game are we expecting, Jace? This isn't going to be easy, is it? This one?
1: No, it won't be. I think it'll be very similar to, to last year's there. It was a really scruffy, ugly yeah, you know, scrappy nothing type of game, wasn't it? That that one moment of quality from Merrickson. Erickson came up. We yeah. won the game and I think it, it could well be that type of game again. Um, you know, they're they're desperate. I think you, you kind of expect that type of game and they'll want it to they'll try and disrupt the rhythm, you know how Hodgson will play it and it's it's just being patient and like I say, if it ends up taking eighty five minutes like it did last year, as long as we get that goal, you know, let's just pick up the three points, mate.
2: Yeah, Jason. In so terms of changes, would you be tempted to start Lucas Moura after that impressive debut, full debut against Watchdown?
1: Um, yeah, I probably would do. I mean, if I if I look at that Juve side, it would have to be probably at Eric Llamela's expense. But, okay. So uh, yeah, I think he did enough to. I think he did enough, and there's enough newness about him and, and and quality about him to say, okay, let's let's give you a go from the start. Let's let's give you 60 minutes and see what you do. But it still wouldn't surprise me if. I went the other way and brought him on from the bench. But, you know, whichever
2: yeah, he wants right. to do with him, let him do with it. Yeah. Let me ask you, Zoe. I mean, they've got two wins in their last five games. They're hardly on, you know, a, a run of real form at Crystal Palace. But, you know, it's a team, I hate to say it, going there to their ground. They do seem to always kind of raise their game for the London derbies. I mean, any concern mm. going into this one for you?
3: I mean, there's always concern. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's like Lee was saying, you know, these are the games that seem to be sort of tripping us up. Mm this season and yep. it, it, you know um it, i think um at home you know it was we it was one nil wasn't it this season yeah, we've beaten one nil at home mm. and and that was a that was a tough old game, game that um so always a worry to go into a game like this you know and it's that thing of you know mentality and un- and underestimating um opponents but you know i think Hopefully, we'll have enough quality in, in the first team this time to 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 get to certainly get all three points. And um, in terms of you know Palace and how Hodgson will motivate him, I mean he's not the most dynamic of characters, except on his uh on his ranty match of the day. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. I, that was completely unlike him. And usually he's the sort of manager that could motivate you to make a sandwich, but that. <laughs> You, you you don't have it. He might, give, he might give I
2: love that analogy, <laughs> Zoe. Fantastic. He
3: might give Palace a, a, you know, a, a kick up the arse. Well, it, to, be,
2: and, John, Zoe, to be fair, since he's gone there, I mean they look let's they looked absolutely doomed, didn't they? They lost four on the yeah. four on the spin it when is. he got the job. And he's done a great job, hasn't he? He's gotten fifteenth in the league. And let's credit, be honest. Credit
3: to he's been him, probably, really. Yeah, credit to him.
2: Yeah, he doesn't get a lot of credit, obviously, with his whole England's debacle. But I mean, you've got to say they're, they're fighting. They're, they're staying in there. They're fighting. I mean, Chris, for you, ask the same question to you. What kind of game are we expecting? Because their fans, Chris, at home, they do create like a really intimidating atmosphere, and they're always up for this one, especially at uh, London derby.
0: Yeah. They do, yeah, proper old school mm. um, football stadium it with a, that's still still got an atmosphere that when I started going to football was kind of commonplace at every ground and it's, it's few and far between now. So you do have to credit them for that. They've improved so much mm. under Hush and they, they got off to that. I think they were the first team ever, weren't they, to lose their first seven yeah. league games without scoring a single goal. But even at the time, because, you know, there have been in, in Premier League history... There's that Watford team that barely got any points. There was a Derby team one season mm. and a Swindon team. And I remember even thinking, look, there's no way that this Palace side are in the were in the same kind of no, category God. as those those Some teams. Quality it, was Palace, a, it, was, it, it was a desperate start. Mm. Um and other than that you look at it though, other than the first couple of games, they've only whenever they've lost at home, it's only been by a single goal, other than that terrible start. So they don't you know, they've certainly picked up every game at Selhurst, they make a real battle of. Yeah. They're not getting they're not getting hammered there by anyone now. They they beat Chelsea. They drew with Man City, didn't mm, they? Yeah. Um our game against them at Wembley was really tough. We were lucky to win that. Um last year at Selhurst again really tough game. Quality goal from Eriksen. So yeah, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be hard, but I do, you know, the what we've seen recently in those three games against Man U and Liverpool and Arsenal, I I I wouldn't be surprised if he reverts to the the team that started those three Premier League games, right? Um, and and I, you know, yeah, we this this is the sort of game that we, you know, that we slipped up in, isn't it? The yeah, the Southampton game away was the, the most recent example of that, and I, I think it's going to be really tough. But, but um, I'd, I'd, I, I don't know if we're going for predicted scorelines. Oh, I'd like to think. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I would go for a 1-0 again. 1-0, like, like on, nervy like one. Like was at Wembley. Okay, 1-0 yeah, Another nervy
2: one. Oh, typical, isn't it? Lee, I mean, you, you mentioned at the very start, we were bringing on to the chat about Palace attitude. I mean, that's got to be, isn't it, it's spot on? Because this kind of side, like Chris has said, have taken points now against the likes of Man City and Chelsea. So if we are not at it, um, Lee, from the start, you have that feeling that this game, it might not necessarily go our way. We have to start bright, as you've alluded to.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I totally, I, I totally think that's the way to go. The attitude, bright start, first five, ten minutes, getting their faces, high press. They don't know what they're doing. You know, when, when, when you're going to do that against the, you know, the so-called bigger teams, then uh, you know, you, you know, it becomes a little bit more difficult because they, they should be able to handle it. Crystal Palace wouldn't be able to handle that. I think sometimes what, what frustrates me with Tottenham when we go away in these London derbies to to, to the likes of Palaces or West Ham or, or whatever is that we kind of sit off. We sit off them a little bit. We keep the ball. We push it around in our own half. We start to probe. And if you've got an Andros Townsend and Saha, I know we, we, we don't think he's going to be fit, bit, but yeah. you've, got the, you've got pace in their side. They look at trying to counter-attacking counter you. And if they end up getting the first goal, that's when when I worry for Spurs. Not that we're going to end up losing, because we, we've we got that, um, uh, that determination to get something still out of the game. But it, it allows us not... It, it means that we don't end up uh, playing our, our natural game. Mm. If we go one nil up, we start to play our natural game, yeah. and then we almost become uh, you know, a, a team that can counter. Mm. And we are we're as good as anybody, in my opinion, in the league, at counter as well. You know, you put it like to Liverpool, Man, Man City, whatever. But Spurs, you know, Man United to a certain degree against Huddersfield the other day, um, that, that counter-attack. You know, that's what we've got if we can go one nil up. So I think the start is, is massive. I, I do agree with what Chris is saying. I, I like what Jason's saying about more, but I do think that uh, he here he, make him a sub and bring him on as an impact player. Right. And I do think that he should start the same team as started against United and Liverpool and Arsenal because we, we've been playing so well. I mean, Musa Dembele the other day against Juve, Juventus was, oh, was machine, really wasn't he? Outstanding. Machine. And, mm. you know, that's what He needs to come. Uh, and, and the other thing I was going to say, actually, I don't know whether you guys and Zoe, if you agree on this, but I think changing from a Monday night football game to a midday kickoff for Sunday does us a favour. I think it does. Because under the light yes. the crystal Palace, yeah. it's rocking, blah, blah, you know, old Hang old, old. On. I mm. think that's a grudgy game, whereas actually, Sunday midday, I think it's a little bit yeah. of a let off.
2: Could suit us, could suit us. Lee, let's get your prediction for this one.
4: I think it's going to be three nil, Sissoko hat trick.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. uh, I,
4: I think it will be tight. I, I okay. agree with what, uh, what what you guys have said in terms of since Roy's gone there, he's going to have them well organised. But I do think that we're going to be at it. I think that there's a we can sniff something here. You know, Man United played Chelsea on that weekend. It says points are going to be dropped. Liverpool obviously got West Ham, so they're probably going to take three points. And City and Arsenal play each other in the, Car- in the Carabao Cup final. So, there's points to be added here, lads, yep. or for, this, for this weekend and, and Zoe. So, I think we're going to be at it. I think it would be 3-1 Tottenham.
2: 3-1 Tottenham. OK, we'll take that. Zoe, let's come round to you. Let's get your prediction for this one.
3: Okay, well, first can I say to Lee, I think the only thing less likely than the Sissoko hat trick is the is the Lorente one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: that's very true. Um, that's very but,
1: true. Uh, <laughs> We've reverted
4: to tight by by uh, them two players. Sorry. Poor Sorry, blokes.
1: Please.
3: Oh, oh Poor bless, blokes. Me, bless me, sir. Uh, I, I think I, I'm going to go for a I'm going to go for a, a tight game again. Uh, it's sort of gonna be one of those ones that we're just gonna stroll. I think it'd be a really tough game. Mm. I think the the kickoff time will play to our into our hands a little bit. Um but I'll go for a two one and another Hodgson ran on uh that's the day, <laughs> please There
2: you go. You hold it from Zoe has a Hodgson Ran and a two one Spurs win. Jace, finish it up with you. Oh actually Jason well Lee's point he makes there about the change in the fixture. That I mean I think Lee's absolutely bang on isn't he Jace? That could really work in our advantage.
1: Yeah, it could do because that Chelsea Man United game kicks off straight after us. Mm. So rather than having to respond to one of those, I mean, yeah. you know, we can we can really put the pressure on those two clubs yeah. as well. And fingers crossed, one of those, you know, that's a draw. But over the course of the next few weeks, our next few league games, have just got Man City, Arsenal in the Carling Cup. You've also got it next Wednesday in the Premier League as well. Yes,
4: yeah, so Which more is, I think, at the, at yeah. well, the they, got, they got each other. They yeah
1: yeah they play each other twice in in four right. days or there you go. So, yeah. so you've got that one you've got the Chelsea Man United fixture and then I think Man United play Liverpool on the 3rd of March or something like that. or might be the weekend after so there's a hell of a lot of points for, for those clubs to drop in that spell when mm. we've absolutely got to make sure we've got, been, you, got, yeah, we've got, got to be to Palace somewhere. and yeah. what's the other one, what's the one? Huddersfield. Huddersfield. I think Huddersfield Huddersfield Huddersfield, Huddersfield. Mm. you know we, we've got and to take six Newcastle. points from those
2: yeah there's Newcastle so these are like I said all really Really big games come kind out, of all winnable. Chase, prediction, let's get it over the line. What are you going for?
1: I'll just I'll just go for a for an ugly gritty one nil mate. Okay. Palace don't score good. many goals. That's that's the only thing about them. Mm. They they're still hard. They've been a lot harder to the Hodgson, but they they still don't score many goals, do they? So I'll go for one nil.
2: Famous last words from Jason McGovern. We'll be back on next week taking <laughs> taking the complaint. <laughs> I'm gonna go with you, Jason. I'm gonna go actually for I'm going go for a two one Spurs win. whoever sit on the panel. I think it's gonna be a tight game, but fingers crossed we will get over the line. Chris, thank you so much for coming back on the show. We've really enjoyed having you.
0: Thank you, it's been great, cheers Ricky
2: That's alright, my pleasure, I'll get you back on I'm sure soon Chris and Lee, thank you as always for coming back on the show Pleasure as No always. worries,
4: good to good to talk to you all Chris, Zoe, nice to have met you Essentially, Jason, good as always And
2: Zoe, thanks so much for coming back on the show It's been a real pleasure
3: Thank you for having me back, thank you
2: Don't be seeing no problem at all Well guys, we're going to be back after Crystal Palace Have a great week, and as always Come on you Spurs Lucas Moura
0: It's Sissoko Sissoko through Lucas Moura have rescued their FA Cup hopes today. Can't finished
1: it. Carries on his run. It's a good pick out from Sissoko on his left foot. No problem. We've got a little gem there. Good business for spur Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name
4: something that's not boring